0: Are you ready to live an active lifestyle? Welcome to Behind the Bluff, where we believe every moment of your life is an opportunity to pursue wellness on your terms. I'm your host, Jeff Ford, and I'm joined today with Martin Aviles, Director of Racket Sports for Palmetto Bluff Club. Today, we're going to be discussing the pickleball takeover, and is tennis losing its grip? Martin, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. So let's jump right in. What's going
1: on with this sport of pickleball? Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, definitely. Pickleball is growing across the U.S. exponentially. Uh, in the last three years, it's grown above 158%. Whoa. Yeah. So that means like 150% more people are doing pickleball now? Yes. Dang. So right now, the current stats are... 36 million people are playing pickleball and that's from the 2022 studies that came out. Um, Is there like a pickleball website that gives you all this great data? There's data for racket sports in general okay. which are where I find my information and try to keep up today with industry standards and trends so mm-hmm. that's where i usually go to yeah very cool it, it seems like just about
0: every member i talk to whether they're coming into a fitness class or just when i meet new members they're like oh i just started playing pickleball or i've been playing pickleball um why why are people starting to gravitate towards this sport where it, it just feels like we didn't we haven't seen that influx with tennis recently per se
1: right yeah so pickleball actually started about in like 1965 70s 1970s that long ago that's when it started yes um but in the recent years it's taking off and in part is because if the learning curve is faster than other racket sports like tennis so uh, you mean like it's easier for people to
0: get some skills a little quicker, get it over the net?
1: Yeah, it's a little less technical. And then if you start playing, let's say in a couple of days, you'll be playing matches with friends. So it's a quick learning curve. So everybody's excited because they can play faster. You, so it's like folks
0: who are drawn to pickleball, they like can get into it right away with maybe not having as much technique that's required in tennis. Like You can get a game going
1: pretty Exci- easily. Exactly. So it's easier to to start playing and then from there you can you know keep going and maybe learn more skills and get competitive which is happening too so yeah i think it grabs attention and it also appeals to a lot of different age groups so you know um we have members who are playing and then the families come over for the holidays they play together with friends so it's like including everybody too yeah
0: yeah it seems like regardless of your age like even younger kids can play and older adults who maybe haven't practice a sport in a while it it seems like one of those uh new hobbies if you will that even if you don't play every day of the week uh it's it's a lot of fun to kind of start getting involved and like you said you don't need a ton of technique right out of the gates yeah
1: yeah i will say like in general like when you start doing sports the the exciting part about playing something is that it's actually playing Mm-hmm. so like
0: doing the game doing versus the,
1: like drills exactly so when you start playing faster then grabs attention and then popularity increases yeah
0: now is pickleball televised
1: like on espn or anything like yeah, that yeah definitely um the tennis channel actually uh, they broadcast pickleball there's tournament. a tennis channel there's a tennis channel <laughs> wow, this is yes, so good to know where you know all the major tournaments for tennis are broadcast and then now they're starting to play um uh, pickable tournaments too Cool. Yeah. Uh, have
0: they established like a a Grand Slam, if you will? You know how golf, tennis—they have their big matches. Wimbledon, of course. Does P- pickleball established anything like Not that?
1: Not yet, but it's, I think it will be here sooner than later. There's leagues and professionals who are playing prize money tournaments, and cool. and yeah, there's rankings and all that. But they haven't set a like Grand Slam tournament, which is a big difference between tennis, which still has that. Tennis has the tournaments and. That drives a lot of TV show coverage, coverage, and yeah, and it's a little bit more international than pickleball in okay. that in that regards because you know they play Wimbledon, which is in England, they play the Roland Garros, which is in France, mm-hmm. Australian Open, so it's a little bit more global with tennis. But I right
0: think, now, we're seeing pickleball more in the states, like primarily, a hundred percent. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I had no clue, and that, that's why we had you on today to discuss kind of this hot trend. Um, why why do folks pick up pickleball like a little faster? Like, because you don't see f- individuals jump onto the tennis court. What makes them jump onto the pickleball court? Uh, maybe more so than tennis.
1: I think it's probably like people talking about it because it's growing so much. So then you know you tell a friend, hey, let's play pickleball. Oh, what is that? Let's go try it. And then the The hook is probably because it's easier to play. Just straight up it's
0: easier to play. And and I think what I'm hearing is it's like a lot more social as well. Yeah,
1: it is social. And it's You don't talk to people when you play tennis, right? Well I'm just kidding. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I think tennis is very social too. Yeah. It's just I think the learning curve is one of the biggest factors. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to play. Like I said before. If you start playing, the sooner you start playing, the more hooked you're gonna be to the game or to the sport. Yeah. I would say. Yeah,
0: kind of getting out there, getting yeah. involved in the actual game because yeah. it's like with golf, you go to the driving range, but it's always more fun to like be on the course. Exactly. Um so it's much
1: more technical to play golf compared to <laughs> even to tennis. Yeah, I know? think I think that's a fair statement. Golf, then, golf is one of the most technical sports. And then tennis is up there with uh technique-wise, it's mm-hmm. also very technical. So there's a little more details to learn.
0: Yeah, like, is it a fair statement to say that serving in pickleball is easier than serving in tennis?
1: Yeah, I will say so. I mean... Yes, to a certain degree, yes. Technically, yes. But then when you start playing a little more competitive pickleball, there is some things on the surf that you can start doing. So there's also room to improve and. and no game. matter
0: if it's tennis or pickleball, you can always improve your skill set.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, what's like major difference between the two? Like, is the pace of the game a lot different? What uh, What would you say are some distinct differences between tennis and pickleball?
1: I will say the size of the court definitely. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that's you know? an obvious one. Hey, didn't you guys just redo? Like um some basketball courts or something like that? Yeah,
1: we had a full size basketball court, um that we transform into a hybrid space. So now you can play pickleball and basketball. So we have like a schedule for both. Mm -hmm. So now we expanded our pickleball courts to from six to nine. Were the members pretty stoked about that? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Do those courts get a lot of
0: use like like Pretty consistently in the yeah. nice weather days.
1: Yeah, especially when it's busy for the holidays and when all the families are here at Palmetto Bluff. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to have them. Nice to have them. Yeah. So courts are smaller.
0: What Quarts are their differences? The
1: ball is different, <laughs> right? Pickable ball. These bounces. are like
0: softball questions for you, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, the ball, the the pickable bowl is a wiffle ball, mm-hmm. which is. Um, Yeah, it's slower than tennis ball. The tennis ball flies a a lot lot faster. faster. Yeah, and it bounces higher. So that's a major difference. And what about the rackets? What are the distinct differences there? Yeah, so the paddle, we call paddle for pickleball, and it has no strings, uh, as tennis rackets have strings. And with strings in the tennis rackets, you can do different tensions depending on your game style. You can put a little bit more power with looser tension. So pickleball paddles... Um, yeah, no strings. So I think you can hit more power with tennis rackets because of the strings. Because of the strings. And the technology behind it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So so if you're hitting with more power in tennis, the ball definitely goes faster than
1: in pickleball? Or yeah, yeah, definitely. It does. Definitely okay. faster. Okay. You can hit the pickleball fast, too. Don't get me wrong, but I will say it's a little faster with tennis, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I've um, uh, participated in some of the... Um, associate member yeah. type events and it's like wild to see some of our members yeah. the way the speed that they can hit the pickleball at yeah. and then when i'm walking by wilson lawn and racket i mean gosh you got some tennis players out there huh yeah
1: we have some we have pickleball players tennis players we have some good level out there yeah yeah and it's getting competitive and a lot of our members are playing leagues so they're staying active with competition mm-hmm. which also improves skills
0: now, that's interesting. With leagues around here, uh, tennis, pickleball, do you see a lot of tennis like infrastructure for leagues? Is there any pickleball
1: leagues that members are currently participating in? Yeah, we have both, definitely. We cool. have the USTA, which is the National Tennis Association, runs leagues across the U.S., mm-hmm. which is it's kind of cool because it leads to you can win your section, then you can go to regionals, you can go to states. So even at like recreational tennis, you can play at national level for to see if you become the champion of your age group or something like that. That's exciting, right. especially when you're, like, playing for fun and then also, like, working on your
0: skill. It kind of gives folks a, a yeah. goal to, to be out on the Definitely. courts, and then, uh, man, you become,
1: like, a traveling warrior. Yeah, and, and Pickable is getting there too. So mm-hmm. now our members are participating in local leagues, but soon enough those local leagues are gonna spread to regional to districts, and that's gonna that's gonna happen eventually. So what you're saying
0: is it's it's gonna all evolve in the same way that uh, tennis has evolved with like the recreational leagues and like all the way up to nationals. Yes, I will say so yeah yeah, yeah. and so you're like predicting the future
1: yeah, racket sports are growing and it's exciting yeah
0: yeah and I, I love talking to you, Martine, about racket sports because you're so passionate about um, just any any type of sport with a racket. Um, I I know you're you're pro like let's get out on the courts let's have some fun have you in your experience seen any um, health improvements around racket sports
1: yeah and I grew up playing you know I grew up playing ping pong tennis padel which is a sport that is very popular in Spain and Argentina um, which which,
0: was your first first sport was it ping pong or tennis tennis Yeah, it was tennis what age did you start playing at
1: I have a picture that I'm wearing Pampers, and I have a tennis racket on my hand. So (laughs) that's probably... That's epic. Is that up somewhere at the Wilson Lawn and Racquet Club? No, not yet. I don't know. Oh, man. (laughs) we got
0: to get that framed somewhere.
1: But I was probably like three years old, you know, uh, when I started. Um, Yeah, so with the health benefits, I will say both, like physically, mentally, any racket sports will will help. Um, And then there's proven data that shows, like, about cardiovascular disease if you play racket sports it's going to decrease your chances by 56% so mm-hmm. and then so yeah definitely yeah.
0: no and and i think that's what's cool about behind the bluff is like there's all these activities that can be part of individuals lives that do have a health impact and it's like a fun thing to do it's not like exercise per se and that's- i i think we can of course have you back on martine and dig deeper into just you know how Racket sports really do improve longevity, help folks, you know, with mobility and mm. stability because that left to right action, that forward and back, I mean, a, a whole episode should probably be on prevention, like pickleball. Yeah. We've, we do see a lot of injuries there. Yeah. Um. But that's a bit of a sidebar for today. Um. Kind of what I want to dig into is those folks who are thinking about racket sports, regardless of if it's pickleball or tennis, where, where should someone start?
1: Yeah, so that's one of them one of the things I'm passionate about and then with racket sports and pickleball being so popular I think it's opening the door to more people trying racket sports in general so that's like the coolest part of
0: pickleball is more people and more people are participating in tennis didn't you say that before we got on air
1: exactly so I kind of like I love your title about is pickleball taking over and tennis losing its grip because I think in it's the other way around. It's, pickleball is introducing more people to racket sports, and racquet sports in general are growing. Tennis grew, um, yeah, 33% in the last three years. So there's about 24 million people playing tennis. So Dang. it's not that tennis is going down. It's more about pickleball is so popular that it's growing exponentially. Yeah. But tennis has been growing for the last three years. So, What was that other sport you mentioned? Padel. Padel, yeah. I've heard you talk about this a
0: little bit. Um, Is that kind of in the same boat where like just like pickleball's massive growth because it never existed before, tennis growing steadily still at the same time? What's happening
1: with Padel? Yeah, Padel is actually growing also in the U.S. And it's big in actually in the South Florida area and up east in Connecticut, Chicago, New York. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the next sport coming. Which I'm excited about because it will. Yeah. I feel like it will unite everything and become actual the racket sports industry, which yeah. is which is the trend that is happening right now. It's it's no longer the tennis club that only does tennis. It's the tennis club that became the racket sports, and mm-hmm. then we have pickleball, tennis, padel. Uh, there's pop tennis. There's a bunch of different different variations yeah, yeah, with variation. the racket which and, is, and different equipment. Exactly, and different equipment. So yeah, it, yeah it's growing.
0: Kind of makes it fun and fresh, because yeah. I, I personally never grew up playing tennis. A um, few casual encounters yeah. where it does seem like starting at three years old would help a lot. Um, yeah. Can't go back there now. Um, but when we think about what you're saying uh, right, right on air, is that it's not that tennis is actually losing its grip, it's that people are picking up more and more rackets. So we're almost like gripping more into racket sports with the evolution of P- Padel
1: and more people are playing tennis, which I found fascinating. Exactly. And there's actually a 30, about a 30% crossover. So 30% of the people who play one will play the other. Play the other. Yeah. So Do you,
0: you see that a lot here? Like folks squeezing in pickleball and tennis?
1: Yeah, definitely. We, right now we're in the middle, almost at the end of our club championships for tennis and pickleball. And we see a lot of players who are participating in the tennis one, they're playing pickleball and vice versa. That's really cool. Which is cool, yeah.
0: Do you feel like there's any impact on someone's game when they switch between pickleball
1: and tennis? That's a great question. Yeah, I think have it, you noticed anything? It actually helps. It does help. It actually helps because some of the skills in pickleball help your net game at tennis per se, and then some of your uh swings for tennis will translate to some of the things that you want to start applying to pickleball when you get a little more advanced.
0: That makes sense cuz you're still holding a racket, footwork somewhat similar even though it's a smaller court.
1: It's a little bit different but yeah. still, you know, Applicable. requires yeah. Yeah. But the eye hand coordination uh helps.
0: Yeah, your eyes still need to see the ball yeah, regardless yeah. of the sport and you need to react and respond to it. Yeah. So yeah. that helps. Cool. So yeah, Beginners out there, folks trying to get into either of these sports. You, yeah. s- you said you were passionate about yeah. uh, getting that new individual, picking up a racket, playing pickleball, or tennis. Where, where, where could they start? Like, what tips do you have for our listeners today?
1: Um, so, w- Some of the things we do here at the club, at the racket club, is we have a class dedicated to beginner pickleball players every Friday, which is called Quick Pickle. Quick pickle. Pick is pick. an introduction to pickleball.
0: You know what I found in my career? If you call something quick or simple, more people usually more, come, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. So that's taking off, and it's an introduction to pickleball. You didn't know anything. You don't know the rules. You know the scoring, and then a professional will help you. And that's kind of like how we start them, and then we guide them through the process. So it's kind of we're trying to create pathways. So you start in one, one uh, class, and then there's a pathway for everybody to depending on what their goal is. And same Dang. with tennis. In tennis, we have a, a series of classes called they're called Tennis 101, which, again, if you play tennis before and you haven't picked up a racket in years or you're brand new to the game, it's kind of creating that environment that is not... Um, intimidating? Intimidating, you know, so start slow. And the key here is, like, we try to make everybody play as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So we don't want people standing on the court listening to boring techniques. We want people to experience Get them moving, hitting the ball back and forth with a partner as soon as possible, which I think is the key. I think that's
0: a great approach. I mean, you can't improve at something if you don't just start doing it.
1: Exactly, uh. you learn so much more when you play. That's, yeah. me- that's the philosophy behind that.
0: So I'm hearing like tip number one is find a class, like a Pickleball 101, a Tennis 101. Even if you don't belong to a club, it's like go take that introductory class where you can learn the rules and start to just learn what uh dinking is and how mm-hmm. to serve and one of the biggest things I get yelled at when I play pickleball is like where to actually stand when yeah. the other team's serving, so is that what you cover in those exactly. initial classes yeah,
1: some yeah, some basic formations, where to stand depending on if you're serving receiving, yeah, mm-hmm. so there's pickleball has certain unique things uh for scoring. For yeah. positioning that you have to learn to get going, and then after that you can you're you good know, to go. You're good to go. You can start playing. And yeah,
0: cool. Um, what other recommendations? Go to your cl- go to a class, learn the rules, start playing.
1: Yeah, and then you know, there's private lessons which always help. Uh, I encourage people to don't don't become like a lesson taker. I encourage them to do to play. Grab mm-hmm. a, grab your spouse, grab a friend, go hit a few balls. Some people try to do ball machine training. Can you do that with pickleball? Yeah, we have a, we have you, one. You here guys have the, one? We have one here at the club. Hey,
0: that's why we brought you over today. Yeah. So one thing more.
1: with that is when you're a, when you're a beginner, I recommend you play f- before you start using the ball machine because you could be doing some technical. Uh, things on the ball machine that nobody's seeing you, nobody's giving you feedback. You may mm-hmm. be doing something wrong and you're gonna do, you know, a thousand reps on something <laughs> wrong. You don't wanna do that. So at, that the doesn't beginning, make sense. at the beginning stages, it's better to do lessons, clinics. Or even play with somebody better than the, you know being the ball machine by yourself.
0: Yeah, what I'm hearing is like getting eyes on you. I mean, one of the quickest ways to probably learn pickleball or tennis is just to play with people who know more than you. Yeah, that would, and and I found like the community of you know anyone who's playing a sport is, is very encouraging typically, especially at Palmetto Bluff, where it's like, hey, come on out play. You know, even if you're not the best at the sport, getting out there and playing yeah. with other people, getting eyes on you from a coach, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, equipment anything folks should buy first like maybe not
1: a paddle is there anything we listeners should think about equipment um yeah i mean you don't want to buy like you know you go to the the stores and like target or i don't want to mention too many names but if you go to like a random store and pick up a paddle from the shelf it's probably going to be low very low quality
0: not worth it
1: not worth it you're going to pay maybe 50 bucks but it's going to break in no time and it's not going to Uh, advance with you as you your skills get better your paddle needs to be helping you instead of like bringing your game down so buy something decent do a little research Mm -hmm.
0: and then over time like as your game evolves a professional can probably help you like decide on like what type of paddle to get next
1: yeah exactly and paddles have different and rackets they have different uh, specific weights Mm -hmm. uh weight distribution is lighter better it depends. Yeah, if that's a have, good answer. It always depends. It depends. If you have uh, enough muscle to hit the ball hard, you can use a heavier racket. But if you need a little help, you want a lighter racket.
0: Do they do different weights for pickleball?
1: Yes, they do. Really? Yeah.
0: And how the, about how about pickleball shoes? Sorry. I, I see a lot of people wearing those. Is is that,
1: if I want to start playing pickleball, do I need those? It's very important. It is? Yeah, because court shoes, let's say court shoes, because you can use them for different courts when you play racket sports. Court shoes hold your ankles for the lateral movement. Then, if you compare it to running shoes, running shoes you're supposed to go straight, so they're not meant to help you with lateral movement. Tennis shoes, racket uh, court shoes, court shoes in general, in general will hold your ankles and protect you from rolling an ankle and injury prevention. So I highly recommend court shoes when you play any racket sport, any racket sport whatsoever. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, that was a quick dive into just some things for beginners to think about. So to, to recap, it sounds like Get out there, start playing, find a class that teaches introductory skills, the rules of the game, maybe take a lesson with a coach. Don't start on the ball machine right away. Not too early. And then maybe just think about some basic equipment to begin with. Get more guidance as you uh, learn the sport, whether it's pickleball or racquetball. Um, You can kind of go from there. I always see folks when they're picking up a new hobby that they want the latest and greatest. It's like, oh, let me spend so much money before I even kind of get into it. So I I appreciate that advice for our listeners today. Um. Wow. Well, this flew by. We're going to definitely have you back, Director of Racket Sports, Mr. Martin Aviles. Um. What do you want our listeners to remember today about racket sports?
1: I will say, Um, I mean, it's all racket sports in general. I'm passionate about racket sports. So I think it creates community. It has a bunch of health benefits. It's fun. Um, And I will say, going back to the title a little bit, I will say that it's not that the rise on pickleball is taking over tennis. It's more like the rise on pickleball is making the racket sports community bigger and exposing more people to racket sports, which is great. So um, 100% in favor of all racket sports. I think there's some people out there like tennis protective or pickleball protective. I think that industry is taking us to racket sports in general. And it's an exciting time for, for the industry and in general for professionals like me who are in the industry.
0: You are so right, Martin. It is such an exciting time. Well, that's a wrap for today, listeners. Feel free to hang out with me and get some healthy momentum for the rest of your week. You have a set of standards that guide your life. Not rules, but standards that assist you with your decision-making. I'm asking you if you have values. If you're like me, you have values, but they aren't as clear as they could be. And you don't necessarily refer to them on a daily basis like you would a recipe while cooking dinner or a fitness routine when choosing your strength exercises. You see... We all have fundamental beliefs and attitudes. These are our values. But the problem is that we don't connect to them as much as we could and we don't call ourselves out when we stray from our values. When I changed jobs to join Palmetto Bluff, I can tell you that a big part of my decision was guided by my values. I felt misaligned with how we were operating certain aspects of the business. And the impact that I was able to make on our culture was completely tapped out. And that wasn't just it, because growth is one of my personal values. You've heard the popular quote from William S. Burroughs before, if you stop growing, you start dying. I couldn't agree with him more. Life is all about growth. Today, we must understand that we all prioritize and hold different values based on our upbringing and experiences, and these are shaped over time. And what I like most about values is that they can evolve, and due to our personal growth and new experiences that come our way. But this is what I want you to hear today. It's a crime if you are not aware of your personal values, or fully present with your values when key decisions in your life require them. Let me repeat that. It's a crime if you are not aware of your personal values or fully present with your values when key decisions in your life require them. So, to create healthy momentum this week, I want you to think about your personal values. What do you deem as right and wrong? What set of standards are guiding your decision-making? Come up and write down your three to five personal values. You never know when you're going to need them. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone in your life who will benefit and rate us five stars. We look forward to creating healthy momentum with you again next week. Take
1: care.